2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Make sure you download the Dash Radio app and then search for Nothing But Net. That's their exclusive NBA channel. And for some reason, they decided to give us the 10 a.m. slot, prime slot, every day, Monday through Friday, so we can spread, uh, I don't know, I guess our guy Greg Sylvander would call it heat culture, all over the United States. Also check out five spell it out. F I V E reasons for all of our latest content. That includes our podcast. New balls cast is out. I know a lot of people have been anxiously awaiting uh, that one. It's more than two hours though. So reserve yourself some time and also a new three yards per carry as the dolphins have started camp. Also check out one of our great sponsors, one of our favorite sponsors. we got to go pick up some of this beer, Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official craft beer of inner Miami, the Miami Marlins. And most importantly of those three, Five Reasons Sports Network. They are South Florida's actual independent brewery. Biscayne Bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to our community and support Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle. If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer, grab their stuff, Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the beer we're drinking at 5 Reasons Sports. And now, today's episode. Welcome to 5 on the Floor. A Miami Heat
1: and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alfon Sydney, a.k.a. Alp 954. Brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to 5 on the Floor on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Here is today's Floor plan, the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics, win by four without Jimmy Butler tonight. Um, Impressive performance, one that a lot of us, including myself, were not expecting when we did our pregame stream. Miami goes to two and one in the bubble now and gains a game on Boston. So still in striking distance of that number three seed, even though the Celtics will retain the tiebreaker. We're going to get into a number of topics today, uh, including the sprained ankle or something that Goran Dragic uh, seemed to do at the end of the game when he stepped on Jason Tatum. Getting to Kelly Olynyk uh, as a starter tonight. No Myers Leonard again. DJJ and Andre Iguodala playing roles. And Bam Adebayo being aggressive. I've got Alphon Sidney and Greg Sylvander here with me. You can follow him at ALF954. Also, Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander. We may be joined later by Alex Toledo. He's going to be on those Zoom calls. We're trying to cover everything from everywhere. So he'll be on with Spolster and the players. He may pop on later. Otherwise, we'll hear from him a different day. All right, let's get let's get right to it, uh, Alf. We we we've talked about the Heat's defense a lot um, in the first two games, and that we were encouraged by it, considering that they didn't defend very well in that last scrimmage game against Memphis, and the sky was falling. I thought, for the most part, tonight they really def- they made things difficult on Kemba. They made things difficult on the on the Celtic wings. They did not allow the Celtics to get off from a three-point shooting perspective. We'll talk about the offense, but I think the defense looked pretty good tonight.
1: Look, man, the Heat have not allowed over 110 points in all three games in the bubble, right? And how many – I don't. I, I, I asked um, Nakias and Christian this because I would like to know because I don't like to do research for myself because I'm lazy. Um, but there, like I don't know who else has, has done that. Who else has held – uh every team they played uh hundred and ten points or less in, in the bubble. Like I don't think that's happened. So now we can also say the Heat haven't been a fantastically scoring team, but what they've done is 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 grind other teams down in a in a in a situation where nobody else has been able to do it. So we can complain about Kendrick Nunn and the point of attack defense. We can complain about um, you know, just uh, the three-point shots being given up. We can complain about the referees, and and honestly, I'm gonna call it. A, um, Saturday was bullshit. Um, not Saturday. I'm sorry. Um, last night, yesterday was bullshit, mm. and today was bullshit when it comes to the refs. And honestly, I will with uh, during a Tony Brothers game. I did loud laud them for actually calling it straight. You know what I'm saying for. For most of the game, like they, I felt like they swallowed the whistles. They were doing a really good job. Then it comes to the fourth quarter and they're calling all kinds of bullshit. So what I will say is this, it's like the Heat have overcome a lot to be two and one right now. And the one mainstay, which surprisingly, when we've talked about this thing going into the preseason, is their defense. Like we didn't, we mm-hmm. wouldn't, I don't, I don't know if you guys would have called that. I wouldn't, wouldn't have. Um, their defense has been solid and strong.
2: Yeah, their defense has been uh, better than expected, and and I, I want to focus on certain parts of that defense. I I feel Greg, uh, you know we we talk a lot about point of attack, and look, Kendrick Nunn got the start again today, and, and again he was a little better offensively early, and then struggled, and then I I kind of Ira had a tweet that I agree with, and I do agree with some of those where it's kind of like. You're you're sort of holding on with Kendrick and waiting for Dragic to come in. Um and, and I felt like you needed Dragic to stabilize things in the third quarter. But I think overall, when you look at them defensively, I think what Crowder and Iguadala are giving you in a lot of ways is kind of making up for some of the point of attack problems because they're so good at switching everything and getting out to the three-point shooters that that really i mean again they mitigated i mean i'm looking at the numbers right now okay let's let's look at what tatum uh brown and hayward did tonight these are three guys who can get off on you tatum was 6 of 11 he was 9 of 9 from the line he had 23 but he was not dynamic as he can sometimes be hayward was 5 of 13 but 0 of 5 from 3 jalen brown was 9 of 23 but 0 of 5 from 3 you know and only got to the line twice and missed both of them yes they scored between them uh, you know, with 38, 56 points, but I think you take it, right? And I think the, the Heat's wings, and then throwing Derek Jones Jr. in there, who I thought was really impactful defensively, they sort of make up for it.
3: They made them work, and that is huge. I think that um, one of the things that we've talked about previously, but you didn't know if it was actually going to to happen the way we, we discussed, was that Iguadala and Crowder – that their ability to switch, but also their smarts on defense, the anticipation, the hands, the the ability to get, uh, you know, like in, in traffic and stuff like that, get steals. The, these are the little things that we're going to help this defense uh, from a point of attack perspective, even, even some rim protection can be guarded that way. You know, you can kind of mitigate some of what you don't have. And we saw a lot of that on full display today. I thought that Um, Gordon Hayward was particularly inefficient. And another huge one that's underrated um, from from a defensive perspective is Jason Tatum has been getting eight assist games, five assist games, seven assist games. So he's not only been the dynamic scorer, but he's been a really good facilitator. And that's when it really becomes cumbersome to try to figure out how to stop him. He had one assist and four turnovers tonight. So uh, all those things kind of lead up to a game without Jimmy. The, the cards were, you know, the, the deck was stacked against us, and uh, they pulled it out.
1: I will say, like, the the um, what I've always liked about the zone, and I think I've said exhaustively on five on the floor that I'm not the biggest fan of the zone. What I've liked about the zone is when you surprise team with the zone in spurts. Um, what happened before like the... Yeah. What happened before the Iggy trade, um, the Iggy Crowder trade, honestly, it should be called the Crowder trade at this point because the guy has been uh, fantastic. But before the Crowder trade, there was a lot, a lot of zone um, just to make up for the fact that you didn't have defenders because justice was hurt. Um, because without Andre and Iggy, who else did you have? Um, well, Al, Eric, 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 yeah. Eric said that today. Eric said that. Eric Reed said it
2: basically, uh, you know, because he asked the question of, of exposure. He said, you know, and, you know, not playing any zone in the first two, two games here. And he said, well, we had to play it out of necessity. They, they mm-hmm. don't have to play it out of necessity now, but they can spring it on a team. And to me, that was along with, with Jimmy not playing, which we need to address how long that's going to be. Uh, that was another story tonight was that Eric Eric coached this game very much to win very much to win um and, that was a surprise i don't boston think any of us called win. that right and boston yeah. played to win but but and you know there's some teams we saw Milwaukee today with you know with Giannis playing under 20 minutes um and you know resting uh, lopez and and resting Matthews. miami played to win tonight boston played to win tonight and but springing the zone i think shows you what he's going to do in some of these series um you know to give you a different look I I wanted I think we should touch on the Butler thing before we move forward because people who didn't watch the game tonight are going to kind of look at the box score and wonder what happened there Greg what are you because Eric Spolstra said an hour before the game Jimmy's playing I mean everybody's playing everybody's available and then Jimmy wasn't available because of an ankle um are you hearing anything related to this because I've been trying to dig up what exactly happened here in those 45 minutes
3: it's it's funny you position it that way because it, it's kind of been a really elusive topic because for, for for the things you just said, like SPO put everybody out there as available, there was no indication that there was anything lingering uh, at all from Jimmy. So to hear that come down like right before tip, it's been really difficult to chase any information regarding that. I would anticipate that it's probably nothing serious and they're being really um, precaution. you know, it's just a precautionary um, measure. But now when you see Gorn go down with a tweak, you start to think if they are playing for real and they're going for uh, as many wins as possible, can you survive any stretch without Jimmy and Gorn? And if Gorn or if Gorn has to miss a couple and Jimmy is on the verge of being able to play, you may see him push it a little bit. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I that's what I would anticipate is like maybe Jimmy would sit the next one, but then he'll be back for the weekend. Well we're uh, about That's pure Gorin. speculation.
1: Yeah. I mean, can we talk about uh, one of the things I remember during the big three era is is Eric Sposher would always say that uh, Chris Bosh provided relief points, relief points all the time. Where like the the offense bogged down, things like there was just, uh, you know, Dwayne and LeBron are sitting or even when Dwayne or LeBron were in the game and things just weren't working. Chris Bosch could find a way to score and give you those relief points. And those things are so huge when you're up by eight, uh, you were up by 14 and someone's knocked it down to six, one guy that can get you those two points, those three points, those two points that can keep it at six and eight until the, until the reinforcements come back in. Right. I feel like Goron provides so much of that. And I think that's why sometimes a plus minus when it comes to Goron is not very indicative of how he's played. Right. Like tonight, it was, There were times where it was just like, okay, they need to go on and come back in and calm this thing down, right? And he comes. They in, don't have anybody
2: else. They, they don't have
1: anybody. They, they
2: don't have anybody else. And and he ended he, up playing twenty eight minutes on the second night of a back to back. And we said that before the game. Is he going to play thirty again? And this does get back to where Greg was going because, look, they got to make. They're two and one. They've got. They've grabbed two wins in the bubble. Okay, they are within stri- they are within striking distance of Boston. Okay. They've got, you know, an Indiana team. T.J. Warren's averaging 3,000 points a game. They get them twice. They got a Phoenix team where Devin Booker made a a, a, a fall away. You know, they're 3-0 and in the bubble. They, he made – and they're, they're competing for something. And he made a fall away game winner over the two best defensive wings in the entire league tonight in, in Kawhi and and, uh, and Paul George. And I think Spolster's got to make a decision now. Are you going for it or not? Because to me – if the worst that you're going to do now, if you can grab say one more win here, is the worst you're going to do is be on that four or five somewhere, you know. And Dragic's ankle is is gimpy, and Jimmy's ankle is gimpy. I don't. know. Maybe you play some Gabe Vincent I, because I I think I think you've kind of gotten out of these first three games what you wanted to get. Yeah. No, they're, for sure. They're defending better. They just played two playoff like games against two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference they won one and they could have maybe should have without that flagrant call with a few more threes dropping won the other, I feel if you're Eric, like you combine that with what they got out of, uh, you know, and they've rebounded from that Memphis scrimmage. I think you may just look at it and say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk it. I got, I got Jimmy and I got Goran and I need that a hundred percent going forward. I want to get back in tonight's game, but I just, let's address that overall point. Should that be the direction they go?
3: I'll just say this. I think that, even if those two guys need to take some rest, there are parts of it that are not negative in terms of you get, you, you essentially are going to force Kendrick Nunn to shoot his way or figure his way out of this slump, or you're going to know that he's not going to be equipped for a playoff run. Tyler Hero is going to get extended run, and I think that that's going to be a good thing. Kelly Olynyk had eight assists tonight, so there's also going to be elements of having your big men being able to facilitate a little bit more. So while they may not chalk up a bunch of victories this way, it may actually... Uh, enable them to figure out a few other things that may be able to work in the playoffs when you have a full uh, complement of guys. So I don't necessarily look at it as that negative or that nine one one of the situation. Yeah,
1: should they go for it or hold back? I, I honestly I don't. I'm at the point where I think I don't think they should hold back it, per se. Like, and here's this is how I've always looked at things like this. Where, yeah, tonight if Jimmy has any kind of soreness, it's not a playoff game. Sit down, like it's not a big deal, right? I guarantee tonight if it was a playoff game Jimmy would have played. So, uh same thing with Gorn. if Thursday if Gorn has any kind of soreness, you don't play. Like that's that's where I look at that's how I look at it as. But the guys who are playing on the floor like uh Spode tonight which I didn't think he was going to do, Spode coached to win this game. He played nine guys. The the, the guy who got the least amount of minutes was Kendrick Nunn we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast about not playing great defense and honestly also being a liability at times on offense, only got 17 minutes. That's the least amount of minutes anybody played tonight. That is a playoff rotation to beat the third seed in the East. Like he played – he coached tonight to win. So I think what what Spo the signal he's saying, sending to players is if you are – if you have any kind of discomfort – you will sit down. We don't need you to come out here playing through discomfort because it's this these seating games are not that important. But if you are dressed and ready to play, you're going to, you are going to play and we're going to try to win. So I think like I think if you look at it in that direction, they are j- I think they're going to let the chips fall where they may, but they're not throwing any kind any of these games. They're not no, throwing I, them.
2: I think that's a good point. And as we go, Alex is on the zoom calls right now. And so we're going to read you some of this stuff. Eric Spolster is talking right now. And then after the break, we'll get into some more specifics on some of the players. Uh, Spolster on Kelly Olenek. You can't put him in a positional box. He's a hybrid in his own right. You mentioned the eight assists. Kelly played 18 minutes in the first half tonight. No Myers Leonard. No second, no third big. They're playing two bigs. They're going to play them together, and then they're going to stagger them. And we've said, look, this is not a matchup I thought Myers was going to play a lot in anyway. Um, but let's put it this way. If they do go head-to-head with Milwaukee, and you don't see him at all against Brook Lopez, uh, I think you've got a pretty good indication that Myers has become, at that point, at most a situational player um, kind of going forward. And, and we'll get you some more of these, of Alex's comments Um, here as we go I I also think you mentioned you know that he coached this game to win I I think the national TV audience got to look at the heat again today and I was so I was reading some of the comments from and I wasn't watching on that feed because I can't take Reggie but I was reading some of the comments from people who from the national writers and they're sort of marveling at the movement and space in Eric's offense and it's funny because I do think again that heat fans get myopic about this because they're used to seeing it or they take it for granted but when for people outside the market and one thing I tweeted tonight that got a little play is Alf you and I talked yesterday about how badly they need another playmaker and they didn't have one of their two biggest playmakers today but the offense created the plays they did Just it. With running movement. the offense to completion right created the plays
1: do you guys think there's anything to be said of, the, of these guys gaining confidence again without Jimmy playing? Uh, well, they are six and six now. I mean, they're not awful without him this season. Yeah, but remember the beginning of the year where we were talking about these guys need to learn how to play without the crutch of Jimmy, mm-hmm. right? And they, they did really well, right? With the thing that went two and one. They beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. Um, they, these guys gained a lot of confidence. I feel like the crutch of Jimmy... And, okay, things are bogging down. Well, Jimmy will just get to the line. You know who got to the line tonight? Bam, Bam out of bio. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. It forces him to run sets. It forces guys like Duncan Robinson, like, coming off that game last, uh, you know, against Toronto where he's just absent completely and they took him out. For him to come out, hit five threes, 21 points, like 6 of 12, he was getting open, looking aggressive. You love to see a bounce game like that from him, but – you know, they took forty-three three pointers. I think that in the Toronto game they got up forty-five and it was it may have been the franchise record for three-point mm-hmm. field goal attempts. So so they're trending in this direction. They're they're following the metrics. And uh, when you don't have Jimmy, you have to rely on that even more. You gotta fire him up. And ultimately, Alpha, I think you're on to something in that this could actually prove to be beneficial down the line.
2: Well, I, I think a lot of things have happened that have been beneficial, and I think that's why we haven't sort of panicked over the negative stuff that's occurred, right? So the Memphis game, I panicked a little bit. uh, But I also said I I thought that they needed a a scrimmage like that because it gave Eric some things to drill down on them because everything had been so sunny up to that point with them. And then we talked about the Toronto game and the loss, but you saw them play well. You saw them compete. uh, You saw mistakes at the end of the game that I think they can work on. And the end of game execution today was better too. And it was better too even without Jimmy in there and I do think we've seen this a couple times now. And after the break, I want to focus more on Bam because we have seen this a few times where when Jimmy's not there, it's like Bam looks around. It's like, oh, I'm the all-star. And I feel like that epiphany has to happen more often. But we saw it in the Washington game most specifically this season. And I think you saw it a little bit today. But first, a word from another of our great sponsors. Want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace. But it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well. And that's SafeCubbies.com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with a school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We were entering a new normal period with COVID-19, safecubbies.com, which is Locally owned is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com. All right. Thanks to safecubbies.com for sponsoring us. Thanks to our guy, Chris. And uh, we might bring him on here again soon. All right. Let's get, as as we're waiting for for Alex to tweet out some more stuff and also check out fivereasonsports.com. We had a, uh, a story up there. Our guy, Brady Hawk, puts these things up in 30 seconds after the game. So there's already something up there if, you're, if you listen now. Um, this was also from Eric Spolster. So let's start here. Bam is a complete basketball player. He wants to win and impact winning on both sides of the floor. He's willing to take on any challenge. That's unique. He should be considered as an all-defensive player. When our defense is good, he's the anchor of it. Uh, defensively, he was excellent today. But I, I just take that for granted at this point. Like That's what he yep. is it's the offense with him. It's the other side. It's, it's like with Duncan Robinson, the offense we take for granted. It's did he keep his guy in front of him and not foul. Okay. With Bam, it's the opposite. And I just thought, you know, again, he, when he has a Marcus smart on him, when he has an, when, I mean, put the ball on the deck and get to the free throw line. I know he's been sort of weirdly streaky from the line, but, I don't really care if he's more about
1: getting there than it's just
2: getting there. It's getting there
1: and putting 11 for 18. I'll take Mm -hmm. it all day. Like, listen, it's not the greatest percentage, but if he got there 18 times and he got 11 points at the line, I will take that all day long because bam, uh, getting to the line. that's 18 times. Let's say that's nine possessions, right? That's nine possessions. You have 11 points on nine possessions, possessions, whether, he shoots a great percentage or not like 11 points on nine possession possession for bam is a great percentage. So like everyone needs to get off of him about the, about the misses. I mean, listen, because he we,
3: makes them a lot of the time. You know yeah, I mean? And like, we
1: want him to be better than Hassan. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But if he gets to the line 18 times, man, come on. Like that is what you want from this young man. Like, well, and especially-, especially with a, with a, with a, a hesitant and non-aggressive first quarter, and then making the adjustment that his team needed him to make, like that's what you want to see from him. It also
3: bogs the game down a little bit, and I think that that is huge and will be huge in the playoffs because this inevitably is going to slow down. I think like when we think about Milwaukee, and I won't veer too far, like one of the things that frightens me about them advancing is like what can they do in the half court late in games? Um, And they're going to have to rely on getting to the line. Well, some of that's going to be – true for miami as well and if bam can get there you get the teams in in the penalty early and stuff like that so it was all um good stuff from bam even despite the misses
2: do do you think necessarily that it is going to slow down that much in the playoffs i don't know man i I think think, so but but i think part of the reason it slows down is because of the atmosphere is because of the pressure that goes into it it's not going to feel quite the same this time i mean I, i do you can't replicate that i mean even look by the way, can we, can we speak about the Heat's virtual fans? What the hell was going on with them tonight? Like, what, what is that? Tonight
3: it was weird. The, the other game, it was really good. Um, well, maybe because it was our, our buddy Christian Hernandez was in the front row. But tonight, it's, it's it just Tuesday. seemed a little off. It it's almost was early- like there's people missing from the stands. <laughs>
1: Early evening on a Tuesday, like everyone's, you know, we do a lot of drugs and stuff. Do, do, do,
2: do you think they replicate that? You think they replicate? They were all, they were all, I think they so. Like, I just lounge or something. What's going I, on? I
1: don't know what, like, listen, I, I I, paused my TV a number of times and went to get myself another cocktail. Um, there weren't, weren't as many fist pumps on a Tuesday afternoon. Listen, we. We're in Miami. Like, there's a lot of things going on. Like, we have a lot of, enti- like, not right now as, as much as always, but there's a lot of enticing things going on. We, just, we can't just get excited on a Tuesday night. Like, it's just not, it's not our deal.
2: It's Boston, so. though, man. It's, Who I, cares? I mean, it, there should have been a Paul Pierce sucks chant. I mean, there should have been something that was going on there. There wasn't anything going on. All right. So, I'm, let's, let's get to some of the other stuff. Speaking of Boston, uh, two former Celtics started tonight, played pretty damn well. Um, I, I want to get into the Kelly thing a little bit more because uh, Greg, you mentioned this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Heat.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
3: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can
2: catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. How much they're playing through him and Eric trusts him. One thing I I said on the stream is I, I think we've kind of forgotten, and I know we definitely forgot Alf when we were doing all these Five on the Floor episodes, how much to relied on him two years ago. Um, and it's like, we just forgot all of that about Kelly. And there were those, and I know the Heat fans exist about this with just about every player except Bam and Jimmy. There were those who wanted Kelly totally out of the rotation, like didn't want to see Kelly at all. And now, how many minutes? Kelly played 18 in the first half tonight, and how many overall? 32.
1: Well, I well one thing I will give us credit for, Ethan, we were the ones saying that there's something wrong with Kelly. He must be hurt, right? Um, and Kelly has admitted that himself after All Star break. So, yes, we forgot Kelly um, because I think the spoke. I mean, we Spose kind of forgot night. He forgot Kelly, but I think he knew he wasn't 100, percent and we could see it. Like he just was not being himself. So, yeah. Uh, but I will. I I just want to give us credit because I feel like. You were making us look bad for a second well no, I don't right? mean to do that. I don't mean to do
2: that. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, but 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 dial back a year. Remember we were talking about whether they were holding Kelly's minutes down so that he wouldn't get get his get incentive. a, get a yeah. bonus. I mean, um, during
3: this this year there was even talk of do you think that they're going to look to attach the 2020 pick to Kelly to get rid of his contract to open up more space and stuff like that? And now you go into the offseason. I mean, if things continue at this trajectory. Uh, I, I don't know that really Olinic can be replaced that easily. I mean, you can't even think in those regards. So it's incredible to see how quickly he's flipped the switch. Um, and I, I think it's here to stay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a change made. I, I guess, and I don't want to recycle stuff we talked about on the first part, but I never really let you answer the question, Greg. When does Myers play?
3: I don't think he's going to play unless it's like um, – like break-in-case-of-emergency kind of situation. I, I don't necessarily see a role for him at this point unless there's uh, extensive foul trouble or an injury. Um, I just it, – it's just it's not in the cards. They're, they're going small, and so far it's working defensively. Uh, you know, the the lineups that they've thrown out um, have, have worked so far, so there's just no reason to go there unless some extenuating circumstance. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole uh... –
1: Myers is looking very very um <laughs> very expendable at this point and uh I hate that because I really like him as a person but when even if you talk about the the Giannis and the Bucks matchup if you if Jay, Jay Crowder has done such a good job against guys bigger than him like have you ever once like thought about it in the last three games no. that oh Jay Crowder is oversized and mismatched
3: like Low, lower body strength baby
1: Bro, he's UD out there. Um, in that respect, he's so goddamn strong that it doesn't matter. So if you if he has to pay, play, um, some minutes against Giannis, some minutes against Brooke Lopez, like I'd love to see him against Brooke Lopez, um, and just to see how that works out. Because uh, what it ha- what happens is the rotations are a lot quicker with Bam and Jay when a guy like Kendrick Nunn gets broken down, which is. <laughs> Which is I sometimes think uh, Myers Leonard has suffered uh, Kendrick Nunn's defense more than anybody else. Just his foot speed just does not uh, this does not make up for the kind of space that Kendrick Nunn allows opposing point guards. Um he can't get there quick enough. Um, Jay Crowder, and Bam Ken, So the defense has improved with those guys out there, which is counterintuitive because you're thinking a big guy that can box out another big and gets is great defense because Myers Leonard is their best defensive rebounder outside of Bam. So it's counterintuitive. But when you, when you think about the fact you want Kendrick Nunn, you want Goran Dragic out there for shot creation on the offensive end, what do you do defensively to make sure that your rotations can get to the opposing point guards in time, you put, you put guys like Jay Crowder and uh, Bam Adebayo in your front, in your front court, and you, hope, you just hope that Crowder can hold his own against bigger players, and so far he's proven that.
2: Well, I, I think the other point that should be made is that the Heat have inverted before, right, in terms of the way that they try to rebound. I mean, they went through the big three era relying on their wings to do the large majority of their rebounding. And so here we are again, right? They're going to rely on Jimmy. They're going to rely on times on Iggy. They're going to rely on Crowder. They're going to rely on DJJ to clean up the boards because they don't, you know, they, they have one plus rebounder. Who's a big, who's playing because Olenek is not a plus rebounder and Myers is not playing. And so it's just bam. And I think there's going to be some games where heat fans are frustrated because they're closing down possessions, but they can't get the defensive rebound because they don't have another big back there but I'm with you, Alf. I, I think what's happened here is I, I think Eric wants to give none, every opportunity to prove he can be, you know, a playoff regular and maybe Jimmy and Dragic not playing will be the thing that frees him up a little bit. And maybe he plays with hero a little more, but I think if he is going to play, you're right. There's certain guys you can't play with him right now. And, and you all, and you also can't really play Leonard with Dragic a ton either for the same reason. And so, It does leave you kind of – and if Kelly's – the one thing that Myers was giving you other than the defensive rebounding was he was you know a 40% plus three-point shooter this year. But even if Kelly doesn't – Kelly is shooting them at that rate lately. But even if he doesn't shoot them at that rate, he gets up more threes because his release is quicker and because there's more things you can do with him out on the perimeter, whereas Myers is basically relegated to being a spot-up shooter. And so I I do think it's the versatility – um, again, a larger dose tonight because you needed another ball handle without Jimmy. But I don't think this doesn't have anything to do with playing too many video games or, or standing for the anthem. It's none of that. This is, I think, it's situational. But it's also that maybe Eric didn't like some of what he saw with Myers out there for those three games and decided to go another direction. I want to get, we're going to bring on um, one of our sponsors here in a second, talk a little bit more. Uh, from outside as I call it outside the bubble now, but there's some Duncan Robinson quotes came in from Alex. So let's get to him. Uh, Duncan Robinson, I'm watching film from the Raptors game. I thought I was being a little bit of a spectator doing some unorthodox things, standing a lot. I just try to keep shooting and doing my job. He mentioned growing up 45 minutes North of Boston and watching the Celtics said this was important to him, especially with how they struggle versus the Celtics previously. Um, Let's close the loop on this game, and then I want to look ahead to Milwaukee, and then I'm going to bring Mark on. Uh, what, what do you make? Can you make too much of a single game? I mean, they beat Toronto twice in the regular season, then they lose a tight game. They lost to Boston twice in the regular season, then they win a tight game. Do we make anything of matchups anymore? Because we've talked so much about matchups. I don't know what you make of them in the bubble.
3: I don't think you really do. Um, and just late breaking from Woj, the x-rays on Goran Dragic's ankle were negative. Uh, so it's a slight sprain. So I, I don't think that that's going to be anything that that hinders him long-term. But to your point, I don't think matchups are, are, are the issue. I mean, even if you think about um, some of the things that have plagued the heat when they go small, like rebounding, they've only been out rebounded once, and that was tonight. Um, so I, ultimately, I think that, uh, it's not really about the matchups. It's about the way the team is looking, the way the team is shooting, and I- as long as the defense and the and and the three point shooting is there, the matchup doesn't matter. I mean, they've proven
1: they can beat. Kyle, for you, where are you on it? I'm not worried about matchup as, and I said this in the pregame show. Like, I'm not as worried about matchup as I was going into this. And part of it is, like I said before, the the Pacers and the Sixers don't look that much different, right? Um, the heat's chances and this might seem wild uh that the heat's chances against the bucks or the raptors are about the same to me if not better against the bucks than they are against the raptors just because what you saw uh i think the the biggest thing about the raptors is og ananobi and like what he can do to bam um mm-hmm. the versatility of that guy against bam like it kind of it uh it 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 um kind of no it like it makes Bam kind of null and void a little bit because he can't bring the ball up against OG. He can bring the ball up against a lot of guys uh, in 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 this league. He can't bring it up against OG. So it kind of no it it kind of nullifies uh, Bam. So I don't think any of these matchups are extra favorable to the Heat. I think Patient and Sixers to to be honest are both um, kind of lunch meat for the Heat. I think they could probably beat both of those teams um, in six or seven. Um, and then when it comes to the next round, I'd almost rather face the Bucs than I would the Raptors. Mm. So at this point, it's about getting to the playoffs healthy, in my, in my, estimate, in my estimation. Like, the only thing I would not want to do is drop to the sixth seed and have to play the Celtics in the first round. Like, right. That's the biggest thing you want to avoid right you you do not want to play Celtics first round so that's the thing you avoid and after that you just like right now if Dragic has any discomfort you don't play him until he feels 100 percent
2: right right and and I, I don't think you're dropping a six I think getting this win after the Denver win which when the schedule came out didn't look like a given because you thought they'd have their guards to be two and one at this point I think you look at it if you can pick up two more wins somewhere here uh, before the end of this thing, you are not you're not dropping a six. You're just not. Um now I know Indy's three and zero, uh but you know the way Philly's and I know Philly's got a soft schedule, but the with the way Philly's playing and you have the tiebreaker on both teams, I, I think you're okay with four. I think if they can get to four, you're gonna be certainly not in that six spot. You're not gonna fall behind both of them. And so I, I think that you're gonna be in pretty good shape. All right. Uh we're gonna get let Greg go. We're gonna bring on our next guest um, who you know is a sponsor here on the program. He's responsible for those uh, those vice wheels, um, and that's our our guy Mark Dela Cruz, with You Break Wheel Fix. Mark, thanks for joining us.
0: No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Uh, he's got the heat
1: hat. That's uh, he's got the, the That's uh, a dope ass hat. I know people can't see it. It's just like it's like this. Uh, it's got matte. the suede. Yeah, it's, I don't know what's going on. Like honestly, I'm I'm too old to be <laughs> hip anymore. I like it. I, I'm, I, hoping, I, I, I'm hoping i'm hoping it's cool for young people i'm probably too. older than you are oh shit well, <laughs> nah. uh, well he, you're, not old,
2: you're not older than i am mark i'm, I'm nobody's sure nobody's older
1: <laughs> than you are ethan uh,
2: all right we're gonna get to some heat talk here in a second but mark tell me a little about you break wheel fix
0: uh so you break wheel fix So uh, you know we are a wheel repair and refinishing company uh, we specialize in repairs of any damaged bent cracked uh wheels uh we offer uh custom finishes so if folks are bored with uh, with their current look of their wheels, we can kind of give it a, a brand new look. Uh, we do a lot of different styles uh, from your standard, you know, uh, finishes all the way up to, you know, sports themes. And, um, you know, we've done a couple of uh, dolphin-themed wheels. We've done some um, some uh, white-hot heat-themed uh, wheels. We've even done some vice-themed uh, brakes. So we, we have a, a variety of different offerings. Um, we uh, have about 15 years of experience and uh, we love wheels. So anything from uh, service and repair uh, to custom, you know, uh, brake Wheel Fix uh, has it all. So,
2: Your base, just tell everybody where you're based. Like I said, one of the things with our sponsors is they're all, they all come on here wearing heat hats or dolphin hats. Where, where are you based?
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're local. We're in North Miami. We're just south of Aventura, um, right off of Biscayne and Northeast 146th Street.
2: All right. So North Miami. All right. So let's get to it. We don't like coddle anybody here on five on the floor. We throw them right in the analysis. We throw them right in the analysis mix. Uh, What have you seen first three games of the bubble? First three real games.
0: I'm really impressed by the uh, sharpness of how all the the teams look. They don't look rusty. You know, I'm actually watching uh, the Boston uh, game right now since I was working earlier and just getting a chance to, uh, to watch the team a little bit, but, you know, again, impressed by how a lot of the teams look really sharp and, and and again, just hoping for the heat to, uh, you know, get these games, these scene games out of the way. And so we can get to real business and go to the playoffs. So I just found out about Goran's ankle injury, just now waiting for, uh, to come online with you guys. So I'm still not there yet. I'm still in the second quarter, just taking it all in, but uh, you know, just um i'm wondering to myself how we're gonna pay all these guys so you know Duncan <laughs> bam you know all of a sudden uh you know guys that are that that you know again the heat kudos to them because um, i'm i'm old enough to remember when the heat just you know were the the team to sign the uh the quality free agents and never developed and then all of a sudden now here we are you know five six years and just developing guys off the street it's it's impressive
2: yeah, we were. I, I actually threw something out about Derek Jones Jr. today and uh, got a lot of commentary about it. Just that I don't really know how to price him. I, I, I don't know, you know, now if I, I don't know where his value is, like we've talked about it a lot, but I you see him not really play a lot for a couple of games and you're like, okay, he's replaceable, you can find other wings. And then you kind of see a 22 year old who's closing out on shooters and guarding point guards and cutting and making plays at the rim, and you're like, okay, maybe he's worth 10 million a year.
1: Um yeah, I think what happens with this stuff um and listen, I love DJJ, but we we sometimes teams and fan bases over um uh, overvalue their own guys. Like I love Derrick Jones Jr, but there's a lot of guys that can do what he does, right? Um when we talk about his defense his defense on Tatum, honestly I thought Jay Crowder did a better job on Tatum than Derek Jones Jr. did because Tatum could not bully uh, Jay Crowder, and he wasn't so quick that Crowder couldn't catch up to him. There were times that Tatum could bully D.J.J. a little bit. So my thing is, I just hope that the same thing that with with Myers Leonard, um, with a lot of these guys that are free agents this summer, I hope that the Heat don't overvalue their guys like they've done in the past with James Johnson. Deion Waiters, um, Tyler Johnson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, so I'm hoping that they don't overvalue, and I hope, I hope the Heat fan base doesn't lose their mind when this team is not going to look the same next season.
2: But Mark, Mark mentioned it, and I, so I want to get to this because I feel like we've yo-yoed a little bit on Dragic too because I, I've talked about, and there's another guy going to be a free agent, and I've talked a lot about how I thought he was going to have a great sort of bubble run because this was set up for him. Just in the types of competitions he's had in the past, and he's going to get a little bit more rest and get get away from some of the distractions. Just and I just thought for him it would be a really good place to be. And then you and I have had a lot of debates about can you play him in none? Can you keep both of them? And you know even maybe you just let you know Goron walk next year. And now as you said earlier in in the episode, like we're back to Goron being invaluable for this team. <laughs> Uh, where we you know you're like but okay is he gonna be okay the with a bad ankle?
1: That's the that's the season. So right. uh, I like with any other off season, I think what happens is, um, and Mark, you probably you're you're on Twitter. I see you on Twitter. I see you on Instagram. You've seen the yeah. the rumors. So I think there's there's things that can maybe be done this off season to uh, to improve this team. And if they, if it can't happen, then. Yes, guys like Goron probably you give them a big contract just for this summer to get to bridge you to the, uh, 2021 and kind of like for a makeup deal kind of thing. And there's a lot that can be done. But if you could make a move this summer to get a guard, uh, a two-way guard, you have to make that move, right?
0: I mean, from, uh, from a pure fan standpoint, uh, I, don't, I don't have the, the level of analytics that I always hear you guys kicking back and forth. Um, but from you know my standpoint, I, I just see – you know, a lot of opportunity just in the next two years. And I think everything is about the summer of 21. And, you know, I'm looking at the, the Memphis trade now, and is it was Jay Crowder the one that was the key piece in that trade? More so than even...
1: It was supposed to be um, Iggy, but it looks like Jay Crowder's the right, key piece, right? right.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, again, I, I, there's so many rumors, and that's the beauty. Sometimes I think that the off-court transactions are, are more impressive than the actual games, right? just because everyone has this guy coming to the Heat and that guy coming to the Heat. But just like anything else, you, you got to give to get. So
2: what is it that you're going to no, to go no, no, you don't, Mark you're, get get like a a Mark. you're not thinking like a fan. Mark, I'm not going to let you go there. You're not thinking like a fan now. Okay. Because cause, cause Heat fans never have to give to get. Uh, it's, all, just, it's, <laughs> it's always, going to give you three-second round picks and you're going to give us Bradley Beal. That's how, that's how that yeah, works. Yeah. I, I, I do think you're right. I mean, the transaction game has become bigger than the real game's In a sense, one of the things I like about the whole bubble environment is that the focus has been put on the games. I mean, you just have games all day. And I think a lot of people who don't watch a lot of basketball, but they just sort of follow it on Twitter, are watching it now because they're home. And it's just one game after another. And I think the other thing that I like about it is you're seeing guys that you don't see regularly. Like, I don't think a lot of NBA fans watch a lot of Devin Booker, right? Phoenix isn't on national TV. Unless you have league pass, unless you're like diehard, and, you know, if you were sitting there in the afternoon, you came home from work today, and Devin Booker's, you know, making plays against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I, I do think it's going gonna, it's gonna to
1: increase the profile of a lot of players because of that. Ethan, the whole world finally found out the Raptors are really good. Right? Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's the wildest thing ever. I'm like, wait, you guys didn't realize? Like, I feel like so many people just realize holy shit, the Raptors are awesome. I'm like, yeah. Why do you think they're a two seed <laughs> after a year of, of injuries galore? Somehow they're still the two seed is because Nick Nurse should be coach of the year. Right. Like, I don't think it's even close with Coach Bud. And who was the other guy who tied? Uh, Billy Donovan's had a good year with OKC. Yeah, but but I, I think on, Chris man. Paul
2: has more to do with that. But yeah, I, 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 think I, he's had a good year. But it should be Nick Nurse. But you're right. I think I, I do think that a lot of people don't follow because look, what did ESPN and TNT put on all year? Zion Lakers and LeBron, and, and Zion Mets. and LeBron. That's it. And then Zion was out, so you were showing a bunch of Pelicans well, games without Zion. So, so there you go. Right. People I want...
1: thought the Raptors were all about Kawhi. <laughs> right. I mean, well, they were last year, though. That's they... the thing. But that that shows that shows how versatile that uh, organization is. And like I've I listen, I went through this whole thing on Twitter fighting uh, Raptors fans about what team, what organization is is better, the Heat or the Raptors. And one of my things is, like, both of these organizations are great, but I was having an issue with Raptors fan just saying that uh, Pat Riley is trash and Messiah is God. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. see, now you've, <laughs> you've ruined the credibility of your whole argument. Like, we can be respectful of the both franchises, whatever. So what show, what it shows is the versatility of that franchise and that coaching staff to, to lose Kawhi Leonard after one of the greatest playoffs of all time literally Jordan-esque and still be a top two seed in the East. And probably – and honestly, I think right now are the best team in the East. Probably the
2: best team in the East right now. Right, let's let's close this one up. Um Then, Mark, I want pe- you to tell people uh, where they can find you again. Uh, sure. After we're through three games – and I know it's not definitive. We've got to see how Jimmy comes back, see what's up with Dragic's ankle. But after three games – Mark, I'll start with you and then to Alf. Have your expectations changed for how far this team can go?
0: Uh, for me, they haven't. I, I, I really do believe that these seeding games are just Spo, you know, tinkering and, and reevaluating what he's got before they really get down to business and, and go into the playoffs. I think that's why you see, you know, again, him getting away from Myers and, and changing, you know, his starting lineup we, uh, today with Kelly. Uh, yesterday, um, I forgot his name that, that they started – um, you know, just tinkering around and just kind of just seeing where everybody's at. Again, one can't deny the long layoff. And as much as they may have been doing some level of practicing on their own at the end of the day, most of these guys were home for the last three months. And so, you know, even having these games right now, I think it's an evaluation. This is like an extended preseason. And we know what's at stake. And I think that that's both comfortable. Uh, you know, with, with wherever they land in the playoffs. Cause again, uh, it, it's just a matter of, of their expectations as much it is. So for me, I would say to go back to your, to your question that my expectations haven't changed. I think that, that they can surprise a lot of people. It's a neutral court. Um We've got great shooting, you know, we got shooters to quote our buddy. And, uh, and I think that that's really going to change the, the, the dynamic of what, how it plays out for us.
1: All right, Alf, put a bow on it. You change your view. I have no, um, I have not where I feel like the Heat are a second-round team with the right matchup, maybe an Eastern Conference Finals team. What I will say is if the Heat continue this trend defensively, it will change my opinion on how far they can go because they have legitimately been a top-two defensive team in the bubble after Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been almost elite in that standpoint where nobody else is allowing – this kind of points per game, um, these kind of field goal percentages. Um, so, yeah, if they continue to do this, like, listen, I'm not going to take three games and place it against the greater sample size and say that the the Heat are an elite defensive team now. But if they continue to do this through eight games um, with the current personnel after their uh, uh, truncated off uh, preseason – yeah then I will say i uh, i have a better I have a bigger belief in them than I did going into this.
2: uh they are kind of what I thought they would be going into the bubble. I did think they had some advantages that I think they have exploited so far. uh I think the biggest thing that's changed my view uh it, well, it hasn't changed it. It's validated a little bit is that I did think Milwaukee was going to come back to the pack in the Eastern Conference a little bit because they would lose some momentum and because some of their older guys would get held out a little bit or take longer to get into shape. And I think that is playing out. And I think the more that that plays out, because really in the regular season, we can talk about good Toronto is Milwaukee was head and shoulders above everybody else. But if they've come back to the pack a little bit where it's more of a grouping of Milwaukee and Toronto and Boston, and I can put Miami right there, then I think they've got a shot. All right, Mark, you break dot Give them the phone number too.
0: Three zero five seven four eight zero one one two, and it's at U. The letter U break a break room wheel like car wheel fix you break wheel fix. You can find us on any of the social media platforms. Anything from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, to name a few. Um, we're easily accessible, and uh, we'd love to earn your business.
2: Yeah, uh, we are uh... proud
0: sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and uh, we look forward. To uh, continuing our partnership, we've got another great contest planned for August, so yep. I'm sure Ethan, you'll share that with uh, your listeners, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more great con- content. I'll
2: try, I'll try Mark not to give it away so soon. Uh, we'll we'll hold. We are going to run a promotion uh, over the next couple of weeks, so be sure to check that out and check out the Vice Colors too. support our sponsors, please, because that's what keeps us going. And as you can see, we're going five days a week now. And if you want to sponsor us. Reach out to me directly. You know where to find me. Five Reasons Sports Twitter. Just DM me, and we'll get the conversation started. All right, everybody, have a good day. Heat two and one in the bubble. Milwaukee on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network.